Welcome to Bite Size, brought to you by Priestley's Gourmet Delights. Each episode will bring you ideas, news and insights into the food service industry with a Bite Size Summary. I'm Zanny Christopherson and I will be your host. If you currently run a venue that needs to be zhuzhed up or you're thinking of opening one, this episode covers the design and layout tips and tricks you need to know that will save you loads of time, increase your revenues and attract and retain staff. In this episode, we will discuss the do's and don'ts when it comes to design and venue layout and offer practical advice from our subject matter expert, Tanya Zili, Director of Alivo Architects, who has worked on dozens of stores, layouts across the food industry. Tanya and her team have been delivering cafes, restaurants and venues for well over 20 years. Alivo brings together architecture and interior design. Tanya's career has always included restaurants, clubs, cafes and community centres. The team has a passion for exploring restaurants and food for all over the world and bring their experiences back to hone their design skills when considering the experiences they're designing with their clients. So welcome Tanya. Thanks Sunny. I'm going to jump straight into it. Tell me the story about Alivo. Sorry, I find that really hard to say because it's spelt differently to the way that I'd pronounce it and how you came up with the name. You're not the first person to stumble over that, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but you got it right. It's Alivo Architects. So the name was born out of our passion for elevated living. So we design multi-residential buildings, workplace, allied health fit outs, hospitality, all sorts of things. But at the core to all of that is it's about elevating the living experience. I love that. I really love that. That's great. And tell me what makes you different from every other architect? It's a tough question because we all like to think that we're different, but maybe we're not. But we combine architecture and interiors in our studio and we're very passionate about exploration and reiteration And we talk about us being curious explorers because we love to dive down like how many options there are for a layout or a design or a master plan and make sure that we're getting the best outcome that we possibly can. And that's based on design, budget, um, a whole lot of factors for each of our clients. I love the terminology curious explorers. So tell me, having worked with so many businesses to design their stores, where should someone start with their design journey? I think they've got to start with understanding their vision for their store. So what they're passionate about, why they're doing it and what makes them unique and how are they going to bring, I guess, what they're passionate about to the people that are coming to visit. Yeah. So we take them on a journey, I guess, where we start to unpack that vision. And while we're talking about design, I guess we're all always really talking about their values and the energy that they bring. And you want to bring that out in the design and the end result. And so if I'm a cafe owner and I have no idea what that looks like, how can your team help me? How can the curious explorers help me? (laughs) Um, Well, I guess, you know, we might start even looking at your menus and your logo and do you have a logo? Have you thought about what this might look like? Because that's really important when you're thinking about your space and your signage and what goes on your coffee cups and and your menus and and even just the types of materials. You might 
print your menu on. Like that's all important to us. It's all part of that story. So it sounds like you've done this before. Yeah, a few talk, times. Talk, talk, <laughs> talk me through an example of how you've brought someone's brand and their vision to life through their menu and their values, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. I guess one of the success stories is Goodness Gracious in Graceville and they really came to us with there was no brand, there was no menu yet, there was just a passion. And so the owner just had this idea and something that she was really interested in was local and fresh and she knew that her postcode didn't provide that so she wanted to do it. And she really just started working with one little chef and started working with us And we started workshopping what this could be and testing logos with her and having some fun around, you know, what what is it going to look and feel like? Yeah. And that's where it all kind of started. I actually grew up in the Graceville Chalmer area. So I watched Goodness Gracious actually change. So I think before that it was like the contented tummy. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And watching the the goodness gracious, I guess, change um, and evolve. Like it was, it, I remember lines up out the door every Absolutely. Saturday and Sunday for yeah. breakfast. Like it was phenomenal yeah. to watch it evolve. Yeah. And she had this great vision. She knew that she could do it. And it started quite small and it started with the smallest of kitchens, like so efficient, but they knew what they could get out of that kitchen. It was planned to perfection. Yeah. And they knew how many people they could fit in their areas and how many drinks and it, meals could be going out the door. It reminds me of the the movie The Founder, which is based on McDonald's. And a scene in the movie is where the founders actually draw their kitchen out on a basketball court so that they can workshop the flow of what happens in the kitchen. Because we all know on peak times, that's where the pressure point is. Absolutely. So making sure that's designed well and your employee experience is, is well designed um, is absolutely critical, I can imagine, to um, attract and retain employees as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the design and the vision goes hand in hand with not only customer experience but also staff experience. And I think that's a big part of where their passion lies. They want to attract nice people. They want to have a nice environment they want to be talking to customers when they walk in the door and because they feel that energy yeah. as soon as they walk in the door. Which obviously energy means increased in sales and we all <laughs> love increases in sales, right? Definitely. So tell me, what are your top tips on what our audience could do differently to when it comes to design and, and layout? Uh, so top tips, I would say use, use cues so that your customers are familiar, they know what's going on. Um, and it doesn't have to be a, a sign or anything. It might be eye contact as soon as you walk in. Like you may say to your staff, you need to welcome every single person. And instantly that makes them feel at ease when they walk in. They know where to go. You might have stools for waiting for coffee, but more comfortable chairs where you're dining in. People are very visual yeah. and they look for those cues. So yeah. you need to come at it, I guess, from a user point of view. How do I make people comfortable or yeah. get them in in and out quickly if that's what you're trying to do? Yeah, it reminds me of, you know, those uh, daunting dress shops where you have the sales assistant that just looks at you rather than greeting you and you, you kind of duck in and out very quickly because you don't feel comfortable. That's a great tip there. You are listening to Bite Sized, insights for the food service industry. Brought to you by Priestley's Gourmet Delights. How do you provide a point of difference in menu and layout? I think you've really got to review 
what's in your precinct and within the contacts and really hone down into what do you do well mm-hmm. and stick to it. Like, yeah. Don't forget why Why did you start this business? What do you love doing? Because that really shines through. And if you start to get, I guess, too broad, yeah. you start to lose some of that essence. And that that relates to your menu, I guess, to your styling in your space, to everything that you do. But you can relate that to business as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You can't be everything to everyone. No, that's right. So, yeah, a great point. And what are the no-nos you see as a common layout design mistake? So we sometimes see, I guess, operators go into these premises without thinking about what the council rules are. So you really need to be across the council permits, so the food premises and licensing rules in your area. And that's, that's available on the website. There's great there's great checklists that you can uh, use to educate yourself there. Yeah, and I think it's important to note that each local council is different too, right? Yes, so absolutely. Don't assume that just because you're you, you're moving a venue from Brisbane to Ipswich that they have the same guidelines. Exactly. Yeah, and I would also add there: understand what your landlord's providing for you under your lease. So make sure you have really looked into that part of it. So is that something you discuss with the real estate agent? Yes, as the operator. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's a real estate agent. So you'd be questioning the real estate agent rather than the landlord. So using that relationship. Yeah, for sure. To understand yeah. it. Because we often, like by the time we get involved, it's too late. Yeah. Like you might find out you don't have a shop front that suits your business and it's an unexpected and unnecessary cost because there is opportunity to work through that with your landlord sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, definitely good to signing. know. Yeah. Before signing yeah, the lease. Definitely. Yeah. From all the venues you've worked with and different design and layouts, is there one that stands out in terms of making a simple change that has converted to growth in their business as a result? I can give you an example of one we worked on in Fortitude Valley, yeah, uh, which was a 1980s style cafe. Had It felt like it hadn't changed in 30 years. It was very dark and drab and had, you know, old couches that nobody wanted to sit on. And the new operator was offering a really fresh a fresh and fast menu. He wanted it to be very visual. And so it was really opposite to what was already there. Yeah. So we took them on that journey of unpacking, you know, what their vision was and their menu and also how their customers um, would flow through the store and that whole customer experience. And we also unpacked, I guess, the hours of operation. So they wanted to become the morning coffee destination, the lunch takeaway or the business catch-up or the after-hours drinks. So they really understood their the context and there was a lot of office workers in the precinct without many good options to go to. So, yeah, we made it really fresh and inviting and really opened it up to the exterior so you had that indoor-outdoor benefit and their revenue went up. They were really successful it was great for the area, brought a lot of energy and, and more activity to what was a really kind of dead area of the valley. Yeah. And how long did the whole design process take? So from the minute that they contacted you to the minute that it finished, how long was that process? Our design process is about six to eight weeks to work through just the design. And then there's the on-site construction time, which is generally around the same 
So six to eight weeks again. So what we're saying within like three months sort of period, we can have a whole new venue that increases revenues, you know, attracts more people and also is a, is a pulling point for um, attracting more talent into your business. Absolutely. And it's not always a big expense. Like this was very much a fairly cosmetic change to a lot of what was already there. Yeah. Um, so depending, I guess, on how how extensive your changes are really determines how long it's going to take. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really important point that you spoke about there around customer experience, right? I've been listening to this incredible TED talk called Unreasonable Hospitality, where they really encourage people and venues to really think about the experience that no one else is thinking about. And Tanya, now the final questions. What's your favourite venue and why? Well, this is really tough because I like to explore a lot of venues. But at the moment, I'm really enjoying Tillerman on the river in Brisbane. Um, They've got a really lovely, relaxed resort style vibe that they're very proud of. And it's all about, I guess, sharing and relaxing. And they really want you to not move on, but to sink into the big cushions and feel like you're in a different place really like you truly escape when you're there yeah and it's really matched with the type of food and the freshness and the cocktails excellent as well delicious yes it's not often these days that you get a venue like that where they really encourage you to stay around for a long no very true you know it's all about get you in get you out but I love a long lunch so I'm looking forward to you taking me there one day if you're talking about customer experience (laughs) I think that's the worst customer experience to say after two hours when you haven't actually finished your dessert, yeah. you need to go now. Yeah, like yeah. That is the worst way to end, end a meal, I think. Yeah, I agree. And the other one I really like, similar reasons but great vibe down on the river is Babylon because they're fit out and their food just have such a great synergy. They've really, I guess, nailed their menu and their offering and their customer experience and they've got so many different spaces that you can be in from casual to a bit more formal or private dining but you really see all their food like truly on display the cocktails come past and you just want all of it so you get food envy (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and I can't help but notice that you like sitting down on the river And I can imagine both venues have great people watching aspects of them. Definitely. And views of the beautiful Brisbane city. Yeah, and I think context is really important to whatever you offer. Like people want to be in it sitting in a nice space and enjoying a nice space. Yeah. So we've spoken about a lot today, thank you. If you had three top things that you wanted the audience to take away, what would that be? Three top things I'd say understand your passion make sure you're clear about that and bring that to your venue yeah and think about the users that are in your space like they are your your revenue stream they bring the money in the door they need to come back you want them to come back yeah so make sure you've thought about them and that's everyone from staff to customers yeah really nailing that employee experience and that customer experience definitely Tanya, if people want to get in touch with you to improve their designs, how can they do that? They can go to our website, firstly, alivo.com, E-L-L-I-V-O.com. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Tanya. It's been an absolute pleasure and I've learned so much about design. Thanks for having me. No worries. Thank you for listening to today's Bite Size episode. We hope you got some industry insights and tips for your business. 
subscribe to our podcast and tune in to our next episode. Feel free to reach out to me for any comments and questions via LinkedIn.